This is What the Flock Radio's Birds of a Feather. We are an indie music-focused show rife with witty, fuck-laden, insanely interesting and unhinged banter. Our thematic submissions will confuse, infuse, and delight you, while our fascinating fun features fluster, flummox, fulfill, and a thrill you. And I'm Professor P. Soup, but one of the few individuals you're likely to encounter who does not offer my services as a life coach... Seems like that's a big thing now, you know. Although, really, I can't think of anyone more qualified uh, to do so. But uh, at the present time, there will be no uh, no offers. Uh, you know, if what you hear on the radio these days makes you feel sick as a dog and limp and listless as a rag doll, well, it's nobody's fault but your own for refusing to draw the line and say no more, no more. You think, surely it'll get better any day now. Dream on. What it takes to find music that's truly amazing and the kings and queens who make it is to look up Birds of a Feather and other great independent music shows and just push play. That's what I do, and whenever you see me crying, it's with sweet emotion. Christina, introduce yourself, dear. Oh, the Aerosmith references and titles make me so happy. Let's see if you can get this one. So, before I start, of course, I must say, I am the vocalist for the dark alt-rock band Ascent, Ooh. and uh, we are going on tour. Tour. The end of August, Northwest Tour. Wow. I, I was going to bring that up, and I was also going to say, you got to get in and get some of that sweet-ass merch that they have. Right? Beautiful Ascent merch, and, you know, with, like... Ravens on them. I mean, their 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 symbol, the raven, which is so beautiful. I mean, I was trying to determine because there are a lot of them where I work. The difference between a raven and a crow? Forget that shit. They're the same bird. <laughs> Let, one's really big. One's sort of big. Sort of big. Yeah. <laughs> and they're both black. <laughs> one's like extra large. One's yeah, large. That's correct. They're that's both right. black. Oh, and the tail is shaped differently. Uh, no, it, my ass it is. Yeah. No, it isn't. I tried to figure that out. But Never get, more both of those bitches. You know what's really cool about them is when you put several of them together. So if you buy a bunch of ascent merch. You'll have a murder because a bunch of crows together is called a murder. And I've always wondered who was the smart ass genius who decided we're going to name this bunch of birds after the willful taking of a life for personal reasons or vice I mean, versa. How did it's that happen? Fucking brilliant. I mean, it was brilliant. It, one had to come first. I know? just wish there was like a homicide. A homicide. You know, you know, or I mean, a, a burglary. But you know what? Uh, speaking while we're on the subject, while we're Vehicular off the subject, talking about animals, you know what a uh, group of gorillas is called, don't you? Uh, no. It, this is the actual truth. It's called a band. And, you know, <laughs> being, you knowing, knowing musicians, this makes perfect sense, actually. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, my God. All right. Well, there is a story in our town. Ghosts of broken hearts and laws are here. On the windy corner of the dirty street, I can see clearly most anything you want me to. I took too much for granted all the time, but I realize it now and I'll admit it. I'm sad in ways you never understood, but now the world that once was bright is empty and bare. I should have known I couldn't win. So, uh, that was very well done, but which 90s band that I know nothing about was that? That's Johnny Cash. Oh, no. It's no. Johnny Cash. I'm so abashed. You are. At having missed Johnny Cash. That's Johnny Cash. Wow. Yeah. That's the Cash Man. That's the Man in Black. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I have, you I should have be... 17 of his albums. Are you hanging your head in shame I, I'm right hang, now? I mean, you know, uh, totally. I, I mean, mean I, I'm I, like Tom Dooley. I'm <laughs> hanging down my head and crying. <laughs> just call me Tom Dooley, you know? I'll call you the D. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <sighs> yeah. So that was just a little bit of Johnny Cash for you. Why not? Oh. 
Um, what about bird banter? Well, I'm glad you asked, David. You didn't actually want to ask? Telepathically, I asked. Oh, it. that's what I thought. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. So, bird banter. I'll say it for the rest of the people, though, even though you know it's coming. We're going to be talking about James Hetfield's picks for the greatest singers of all time. Metallica, James Hetfield, who we were <laughs> right. who we were just talking about on uh, Winging It. Right. The uh, Camp Chaos cartoons portrayed him as a pretty much a monosyllabic ape. Um, and he's going not. around. No, of course he's not. not. He's, he's very uh, he's very eloquent and very uh, charismatic. Indeed. He's like Napster bad and fire bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's not right. But um, uh, now I would think it would probably be some of the bands that they covered on Garage Incorporated, but not necessarily all. And some of them might surprise you. And I'm going to just state the obvious. I feel that it's important in my duty. James Hetfield talking about greatest singers. Of what does he know, great singers? Let's find out. I'm not sure. Because James Hetfield, uh, well. Perfect for Metallica isn't, you know, exactly Freddie Mercury material or anything, but, you know, it works. Uh, but he could carry a tune if, if you give him one in well, a nice no, bucket. I, I mean, he, Hero of the Day. I mean, no, the guy he, can he sing. he can carry yeah. a few buckets yeah. of, of tunes, he can I'm definitely just saying. Carry tunes. But he's, you know, if I'm thinking of greatest singers of all time, I'm, I'm interested to hear what you think of his list and the order of his list. So I'm looking for visceral response. I'm going to start at number <laughs> 20. Well, not not vomitous no, okay. <laughs> responses. But number 20 is Maynard James Keenan from Tool, from A Perfect Circle. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just gave him the finger. Not the bad finger. But, yeah, we know that David Didn't she is, just say she wanted visceral? <laughs> that was good. The eye roll was perfect, too. I think the eye roll added something. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to skip a couple because I don't think that we know them. But number 15 is Johnny Cash. Well, yeah, yeah, as number it should 15. be. And number 13 hurts me because it's Freddie Mercury at 13. Well, I'm glad he's there. And, of course, uh, Metallica did cover Stone Cold Crazy. And um, I'm glad to see he reveres. I know who else he reveres and who's going to be on the list, I'm sure. He's 13 on uh, the list of greatest singers of all time. That's He wouldn't be 13 on mine, but I'm not going to get hung up on that, but I would rate him a hell of a lot oh, higher Oh, I'm than pretty that. hung yeah, up. Yeah. I'm pretty hung all up. All right, so who's 12? Then? Ronnie Van Zant. Oh. Um, uh, okay, now I can get hung up about Ronnie Van Zant over Freddie Mercury. Uh, yeah, that, that, that'll get me. But And he's not. he was not a great singer. He no. was not. And number 11, Steven Tyler. He is a great singer. Above Absolutely. Above Freddie Mercury? No. Not above sorry. Fre- maybe not, not above Freddie Mercury, but he's a hell of a singer, though. I didn't say he's not, yeah. but not above Freddie Mercury. And Robert Plant is number 10. Okay, okay. Robert Plant is not a better singer than Freddie Mercury or Steven Tyler. He's a great singer, but not better. Go ahead. I'm waiting. Waiting for the response. No, oh, no, Agree, no, no, disagree? No, no. Where you at? Well, I might t- I would probably take Plant over Freddie, you know. Hard to believe as that is. I mean, he certainly, uh, they both belong on the list. Uh, maybe the order might be switched around, but uh, glad they're there. Surprised about that Ronnie Van Zant thing. What the hell? I mean, tell me Ronnie from Johnny from Donnie and Lonnie and Bonnie. They all sound the same to me. Ozzy Osbourne is number nine. I knew he would be. Yeah, they covered Black Over Sabbath Freddie also. Freddie Mercury. Oh, uh, yeah, that's a tough one. But, uh, did, that's a tough one? That's fucking ridiculous. Ozzy Osbourne is a piece of shit singer. Well... He, I would certainly put him behind Freddie Mercury uh, easily. 
Uh, I would put the band uh, a lot higher up than I would put We're him as a vocalist. We're not talking about the band. We're no, talking about greatest singers. Yeah, no, I would certainly put uh, Freddie way above Ozzy, but uh, not surprised Ozzy's there because James Hetfield is an absolute fanboy of Tony Iommi, and they love Black Sabbath, and they covered them. Uh, and Ozzy, yeah, not surprised to find him on there, but doesn't belong that high. But I n- No, this is not a subjective thing. Great singers is not, I love this band. That's mm. not what a great singer is. A great no. singer is somebody who is who who can pretty much sing the phone book, and people would buy it. Oh, not only Freddie Mercury's a better yeah. Freddie Mercury's a better singer than Ozzy. Dio is a better singer than Ozzy. Everybody's a better singer than Ozzy. (laughs) Quite a few people. Pretty much, like you know, I'd rather hear Pac Man's "Waka Waka Waka Waka" all day. But I knew he would be there. Yeah, it does. But it. But again, you knew he'd be there because he's a fanboy, but not because he's a great singer. That's where I have issues. I take issue with that. Glenn Danzig is number eight. I'm sorry. No, no. Not a great singer. I love his voice. It's very unique. But um, he has a, you know, he, he's very distinctive. And uh, that's like the others, and that's good. Not a great singer, exactly. No. Right. No. I'm not talking about the band. Yeah. Let the bands go. Because yeah. this is all about the the best singers. He thinks he's the greatest singers of all time. And then he puts next, Lemmy. Lemmy not, at number seven. Not a chance. Not so a Freddie chance. So Freddie Mercury's 13, yeah. Steven Tyler's 11, but we have Lemmy at seven. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. No justice there, in my we, opinion. We have Bon Scott at number five. I can get behind Bon Scott. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not sure about the order at all. The order's stupid. Chris Cornell is number four. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Good choice. Well, yeah, but many questionable ones in here. I can't even handle it. Uh, Rob Halford, number three. Good singer. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Yeah. Above Freddie Mercury? Not for me. Nope. Nope. Um, <laughs> you're gonna love this one. Lane Staley is his number two. I, I, I can't even. Number I, two. I just can't handle it. I love Lane Staley's voice. Uh, many people do, and clearly, but he's not above a bazillion of these. Yeah. He's not. Thank you he's for that. He's certainly not above Chris <laughs> Cornell. Oh, good Lord, no. And who do you think is his number one? Dio is number oh, one. Oh, Dio. Oh, yeah, yeah. I figured he would rank very highly with anyone who likes hard rock and, uh, I mean, Black Sabbath. I mean, Iomi and Dio and Ozzy. Uh, so Hetfield is totally in his glory because he gets them both. They have I like think 11, 12 albums between them. Yeah. The ones I agree with and not in this order, let me say, mm-hmm. is Dio, Chris Cornell, Bon Scott, Robert Plant, Steven Tyler, Freddie Mercury, and Maynard. I agree with those. And Maynard, not because I love his music. He's got an amazing, very, very adaptable voice. And he, you need to listen to a perfect circle stuff. It's very different, more melodic. But uh, the rest of those, not horrible singers. Um, well, some of them. But I, the order is really troubling to me as a singer, as somebody who actually, you know, appreciates good singing. I'm very concerned. And I am I am worried we're going to have to do a hell yes or oh hell no versus with Robert Plant and Freddie Mercury. I cannot believe you said you'd pick Robert Plant over Freddie Mercury. I'm not sure we can continue to talk. I think Robert Plant should be on the list, assure, most assuredly, but I do not think he's above Freddie Mercury. So that's interesting. But I find a lot of these objectionable. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure, James. I'm a little, I'm a little, I feel like you're maybe showing some favoritism here because you like those people or you like the band. And I'm looking for the greatest singers of all time. I think he's not separating the band. No, he's not. Yeah. 
I think that's the deal. Because if you do, if you separate the band from it, you go, uh, Ozzy's not a great singer. Lemmy's not a great singer. It's great when guys can get away with not really singing. Right. And you love it anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but True. You don't want to say Mick Jagger's a great singer. He's not. But he has one of my favorite voices. You know, it's funny. I'm coming to realize that most of the people that I really like are not great singers. Oh. <laughs> All right. Hmm. Well, think- interesting, right? I mean, very interesting to hear what a front man... Um, would say, and I thought it was very interesting. And again, I don't think he separated the band from the from the artist, which I think is a mistake. But it's very interesting. And if I did the band, the bands that I like, they don't all have the best singers. No, so that's no. why I'm separating them because this is the greatest singers. So I, I don't care how much you love Leonard Skinner. Please don't tell me Ronnie Van Zant's a great singer. No, okay, he's not. I mean, no. You can go to any bar and you'll hear somebody just like him. You know, vocally. Agreed, and maybe even better. So, yeah, so that's it for Bird Banter, a little bit, uh, little bit from the brain of James Hetfield. And uh, what now, David? Well, now it's time for the theme recap where we tell you what we told you last time, only now it's at the beginning of the actual show, and that is Free Bird, another Free Bird, anything in the realm of goth. And uh, goth is a form of folk music-inspired experimental music that emerged from post-industrial music circles, it can be solely acoustic folk music or a blend of acoustic folk instrumentation with accompanying sounds such as pianos, strings, or elements of industrial music and experimental music and all kinds of synths and bizarro sounds where you don't even know what the hell it is, actually. True. And notable examples include Susie and the Banshees, Bauhaus, Joy Division, those lovely boys, mm-hmm. uh, Cramps, Cocteau Twins, The Cure, Type O Negative... The Cult, Nine Inch Nails, and the Sisters of Mercy. Mm. And uh, you know you're a real dinosaur when you're only familiar with about a third of those bands. (laughs) And that's me, folks, I frankly admit. Uh, So we're going to see what kind of uh, gothy sorts of things we uh, had sent in to us. Uh, And I think that brings us to a feature, though, and it looks like it has your name written all over it. That's true. This is Hell Yes or Oh Hell No Versus, so, you know... We really like to ask you what you think. So for this feature, we consider bands and determine if we are in or out. And we ask you to weigh in because we always want to know what you think. And this time it was a couple of electronic gods back in the 80s. Um, And, you know, sometimes some of them into the 90s. uh, Depeche Mode versus Yaz or Yazoo. Now, it was interesting because not many people knew who Yaz was. Now, Yaz was huge back in the 80s, as was Depeche Mode. And the reason I put these two together, now you might say, if you listen to the two of them, and I made you a playlist, because I know you didn't know Yaz, mm-hmm. and uh, if you put these two together, you might say, well, Christina, they're not exactly the same. Well, they're both electronic music, and they both feature a very, very powerful lead vocal. So that's really what I wanted to do, because if I pair up an electronic you know, sound with something like Depeche Mode, I mean, David Gahan has such a powerful voice that you can't do that. You had to meet him with an equally powerful voice. And I hope that's what I've done. So, David, before we get into all of this, were you surprised by the results at all? And I'm going sh- to reveal them in a minute, but were you surprised by what you saw? Uh, actually, no, I was not. I, it's kind of what I expected. And my reaction, well, you did make me a brief uh, playlist. Mm-hmm. Now... Depeche Mode, I at least knew about. Right. You know, I had heard of them. I would heard some of their tunes. I knew some of their tunes. Uh, I've discovered through the playlist that you you made that uh, they're quite more to my liking than I thought, Mm -hmm. but I mostly missed them. Now, the other group, they might have fans up the Yazoo, but I never, (laughs) 
I swear I never heard of them before, but listening to this brief list, I got to tell you, I was so knocked out. Well, they have a fascinating story, and though apparently they were known as Yaz in the in North America. Why is it we always get different names? I, <laughs> I can't tell you how many movies I've watched that have these, you know, they're released in Britain. They're made by British studios, and they're released in the United States with these, like, salacious and, uh, you know, sensationalistic titles. Why were they Yaz here? I don't know. I didn't know them by any name, but now that I did check them out, they have a fascinating story, uh, the two of them, and oh, yeah. uh, their ties to, well, to Pesh Mode yep. and Erasure and I gotta say Alison Moyet what a vocalist what a vocalist, what a vocalist. Um, goth but soulful goth commanding commanding powerful. I mean on one song she sounds kind of like Martha Davis of the motels another song she sounds like Annie Lennox uh, it's just a, a little bit of hints of uh, the, the rhythmics there in my mind uh, I was super impressed with Yazoo, Yaz whatever they were they're more known uh, as Yaz but their real name is Yazoo yeah Yaz then uh, like Jesus and Yaz, whatever these, <laughs> these rock stars, I swear. Yaz, uh, they uh, they really impressed me quite a bit. Absolutely. So, you know, there's somebody that uh, I listened to a long, a long time ago and a lot, and I remember thinking, wow, that guy, I hope that guy's really hot <laughs> when I heard her voice. And then I found out it was a woman, and I loved it even more. What an amazing voice. Just totally knocked me out as a kid. And continues to knock me out when I hear that voice. It's so soulful. It's a hot voice. It is just like, oh, it's like butter. It's sexy. It's it's a little, it's got attitude. It's just, oh, I just love her voice so much. And if you watch any of the videos, she's just this huge presence. She's just, she's just badass. So, <clears throat> sorry, my voice came out. She's just <laughs> badass. So, interesting. Let's talk about the results. And then we'll share what we think who won this versus battle so 96 percent said depeche mode but i wonder if many of those people said depeche mode because they don't know who yazoo is or who yaz is well two percent of people said yaz wins and two percent said who the fuck are either of these bands <laughs> that's hard for me to believe it broke Even my heart an old dinosaur like me knows who depeche mode is come on now i can see not being very familiar now yaz that was exactly my reaction to yaz who yeah. the fuck is that uh <laughs> glad i glad i got to be exposed but um uh, Depeche Mode, everybody knows them, I would think, anyway. You'd think. Well, I think but if you weren't into electronic music, you may have just turned the station as soon as you heard it. And electronic New Wave, it was all that. Yeah, they creep in everywhere. I mean, Johnny Cash covered them, for heaven's sakes. I mean, they well, creep in everywhere. Because yeah. they're amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. So then I will go to you first to see who won this epic battle, uh, electronic and commanding vocals to electronic and commanding vocals. Who wins and why? Well, you know, uh, it's a surprise upset going to the underdog, but Yaz actually uh, wow. fascinated me more and made me want to hear more than I already did. Uh, yeah, Yaz actually, just the complete unknowns, the, basically like the Italian stallion of goth kind of thing, came along and uh, yeah, they, uh, they got me over Depeche Mode, believe it or not. I do not believe it, though I respect it. I love Yaz, but there is no way in fuck they are better than uh, Depeche Mode if I had to put them head to head. Now, the good news is I get to have both. I get to have my cake and eat it, too, because I get to have both of them. But in this epic battle, I would have to say Depeche Mode, not only and this is and, you know, David, that I can separate my affection for a band from the quality of the music. So I separated my love for Depeche Mode and just listened to them. And I found more complexity, more interest, more intricacy. Um, more surprises in Depeche Mode. 
um, lyrically and vocally, all of that. And even visually, when I look at their videos, I just have to give it to Depeche. And I did it on all counts. I went the whole way. Although, again, I get to have both. But yes, Depeche Mode, I am with the majority that they win. But I am so happy for Yaz that they won you over. You know, I think you touched on something there when you said complexity. It was the the limitations of my uh, chimpanzee brain <laughs> that probably <laughs> that's what drew me more to Yaz because there, it is a little bit simpler. And it's, you know what, it's it's very pop. But it's also very cool and edgy, which is kind of like what you said, like the Eurythmics. That's kind of that feel. Yeah. So I get it. It's more accessible. Not that, that Depeche Mode isn't accessible. It, yeah, I almost I thought I said I said inaccessible isn't accessible. But you're right. They're darker. They're a little more brooding. They're a little more complex. They have all that stuff going. So if that's not your bag, I totally see why Yaz won. But I think it was a good pairing. I really do. I think we had a good, a, a fair fight. <laughs> yeah, I mean they belonged in the ring together. Right. We weren't. Absolutely. We weren't. Uh, no uh, welterweights with heavyweights or anything <laughs> like that. Uh, as far as, uh, well, certainly in terms of how well they're known, uh, oh, I would yeah. easily uh, Depeche Mode. But as far as uh, ability, they were they were evenly matched enough. Absolutely. Yeah. So ex- excellent. Very very fun battle. And thank you all for playing along. We appreciate it. And Yaz, if you happen to be listening or anyone tells you about this, we are so happy to have reminded people of how amazing you are. And Depeche Mode, how I worship thee. <laughs> Yaz, I, I will totally open for you. Okay. So. <laughs> I will close for you. Wait, that sounded weird. Let's book a gig. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. All right. So, oh my gosh, it is time for our first song. So we have changed the thing. We've flipped the script here. This is what we do. This is how it works. And now what we're going to do is we're going to go away and listen to the first goth band of the night called Sister Kill Cycle with a song called Can't Feel. Oh, how sad. And they're from Tampa, Florida. Ooh, they're sticky. So that's probably why they can't they feel. They can't feel, yeah. Yeah. They probably are why sh- Kill is in their name <laughs> because... <laughs> <laughs> that's pro- probably that's all they think about. That's know? right. They're like, I'm going to kill somebody so fucking humid. And they're shock rock and goth. So let's go have a listen.
That was Sister Kill Cycle with Can't Feel. Well, that was quite something. It really was. Well, I'm going to go ahead and throw out one of my first thoughts, and it was the use of the word fucking. You're always going to win me over. This is fucking killing me. I mean, I'm so in. So I'm just going to throw that out. A a very wonderful, emphatic word. Right. Depending upon how it's used, it can emphasize entirely different emotions. Right. And I thought it was solid. Mm. Uh, I also really, really, really liked the fact that I felt the anger, the pain, um, especially when there was like what I imagine was either vocal doubling or there was another vocal that was added in, maybe um, kind of underground vocal. Um, and I love that it did it to fade. Like, I thought the vocal was so powerful. What about you? I mean, I have more thoughts, but what do you think? Well, I really appreciate it. Well, I thought it was a very good vocal, and I really appreciated how clear it was and how you could understand every word. And a lot of, even some of our favorite music, you strain and you don't get every every single line. But uh, you could follow this all the way. And what you said about the, the, the fucking thing, the emphatic yeah. thing, that's the genius of it is if you saw this in print, these exact words, it could be so milk toast and, and you know emo and all this stuff and everything. But this delivery, honestly, 
I would be, if I were somebody, I would be completely unnerved if some dude was singing this to me, you know? Yes. Uh, I mean, <laughs> you could only hope that being as it's Florida, he would slip in a puddle of his own sweat and enable you to make a getaway. <laughs> because, uh, but it was very solid, really super tasty guitar lead, too. Oh, uh, yeah. Less is more, big time, uh, just absolutely appropriate. Everything was dead, and I really was uh, quite, I love this song. Yeah, I do too. I found it, um, the solo was unexpected for me because sometimes when you have a song that sounds like this, that may or may not happen. So I really like that it happened. And at around minute three, there's a really nice transition that kind of caught me unaware but also made me happy. And the keys throughout this are ethereal and dark and they totally fit the mood and they kind of keep it going and have some really, really nice tension throughout the song. And as I mentioned before, the vocal goes all the way through to fade, so there's no resolution. He's just, you're just fucking killing him till the end. So this is a really great, great song, and you can find Sister Kill Cycle on Facebook at Sister Kill Cycle. All right, and you're probably thinking, hey, they've been on the air for three and a half minutes, and they haven't done a new feature yet. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> and knowing the inexhaustible font of new features that is Christina... This uh, presentation here, uh, this episode of Birds of a Feather, is going to contain probably at least one, and here it comes now. Keep your eyes on the kids. And uh, for this feature, we discuss the kids following in the footsteps of their rock star parents. Does the apple fall far from the tree? And to add to your uh, ever-growing pool of knowledge about birds, you budding ornithologists out there, eyes are... Oh, what a sweetheart. Baby falcons. Mm. They'll grow up and tear you to bits later on, they but will. they're sweet but for now. now. They're so sweet. So, let's talk about these uh, these kids here. Hmm. Got mm. a good example, I think, this time. All right, well, first of all, mamas, don't let your babies grow up to be rock stars. It seems... <laughs> Seems like some good advice. Uh, well we've, played, sir. We've talked about some uh, examples of that. Uh, but however, you know, there are many notable cases, nonetheless, of uh, hatchlings flying the same migratory path as their parents or even jumping into the same nest. Now, thankfully, we will not be discussing Hank Williams or any of his descendants. I think we're up to, like, what, eight now, is <laughs> it? At least Hank eight. Williams the eighth. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it's like, uh, okay, it's four, actually, but still, but still. that's, that's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> now, because many groups have spanned the decades and generations, some little birdies end up playing with their own parents. A cheap trick takes this to a whole new level, with Rick Nielsen's son Dax playing drums on tour in, on the records, and Robin Zander's son Robin, also, <laughs> the second. <laughs> there we go again. <laughs> the second. Uh, uh, touring with the band on rhythm guitar. Now, while some start off in mom or dad's band and end up flying solo, as in the case of uh, former Runaways vocalist Cherie Curry, whose son Jake Hayes, whose father I recently uh, learned is actor Robert Hayes. You remember him, uh, Ted Stryker from Airplane with the Drinking Problem? <laughs> his their son uh, plays in mom's band and has his own recording career. And another such case is tonight's subject. Wolfgang, or Wolfgang, for the uh, commoners out there, Van Halen, mm. the son of the late and very much lamented Eddie Van Halen, and actress Valerie Bertinelli, wasn't even born when Van Halen exploded onto the music scene. But following the departure of bassist and significant backing vocalist Michael Anthony, Wolfie joined Dad's band, coinciding with the return of original vocalist David Lee Roth for one more Van Halen album. Now, it's said that the young Van Halen was very instrumental in the selection uh, and arrangement of the songs, about half of which were early Van Halen songs. 
given a modern makeover in uh, retooled lyrically by David Lee Roth to reflect a more uh, <clears throat> mature worldview. And what did you think, though, of the retooling? I haven't heard it yet. Should I? Is it worth a listen? I actually have that album, the one album they did with Wolfie and David Lee Roth, the mm. last Van Halen album ever. Mm. Uh, different kind of truth. I think it's great, personally. I, I really think it's a very gratifying record. How does Dave's voice hold up? Uh, Dave's voice is fine on the record, which brings me to oh. the other one that Wolfie did, the Jap- uh, Japan Live album, uh, Live in Tokyo. I forget the exact name of it. And the band sounds incredible. David Lee Roth, I don't know what the hell he's doing Uh on there. I really don't. But uh, uh, to its credit, uh, if nothing else, the live album deserves claim uh, a claim for being truly live. No fixes, no touch-ups, no do-overs, mm. which they could badly have used. But <laughs> like I said, the band's on fire. Roth, oh well, you know, what are you going to do? But mm. uh, the album, the studio album, is definitely worth having. Now. Okay. But the most remarkable thing, however, and the real story here, is the new album by an act known as Mammoth, WVH. And who is this band? Well, Wolfgang Van Halen, of course, and no one. What? In a truly rare and astonishing feat, Wolfie not only wrote every song on the album, but plays every note and sings every note. We've talked about this on earlier shows, just how singular an accomplishment this is. It is. And how few, relatively speaking, have achieved it. You know, Paul McCartney, Prince. Thrice, right? Paul McCartney? Yeah, yeah. Paul McCartney, Prince, Lenny Kravitz, Professor P. Soup, you know. Mm-hmm. All uh, the greats. All the greats, yeah. Uh, but few. The few, the proud. <laughs> the, the, we few, we happy few, we band of brothers. Yeah. Uh, Mammoth, it is worth noting, uh, was the name of Dad's band before, allegedly, at David Lee Roth's urging, they opted to use the surname of Eddie and Alex. Oh, see, I had no idea that that was their original band name. Yeah, see, that, yeah. this is so fascinating. Yeah, and I also think it suits this band, or act rather, better than it suited Van Halen because the sound is much more huge and lumbering. I mean, Ooh. it's a big, heavy sound. So this time it definitely... It's more math oh, like than Van it. Halen was. That's perfect. Yeah, the sound is definitely bigger, brawnier, and you know, bulkier and brontosaurus-like, uh, mm-hmm. almost or mammoth-like, <laughs> than the catchy, albeit hard-rocking, sound of Van Halen. Uh, a little trivia I just came across: according to the omniscient Wikipedia, oh, this is. Is, this was news to me completely. Both Patty Smythe of Scandal and Daryl Hall, the king of yacht rock himself, for sure, wa- were offered the lead vocal position. Yeah, right? What? What? Daryl Hall, lead singer of Van Halen, before I they eventually hooked up with Sammy Hagar. Yeah. I'm sorry. There's there's just, I can't even imagine that because no, Sammy no. was perfect to slide in there. Patty Smythe is a lot closer than Daryl Hall, but neither one of them. No. no. Sammy was much more. For sure. Mammoth WVH has received critical and public acclaim. Loudersound.com called it high-tech, relentless, and thrilling. Mm. And the tour is highly anticipated. So this is one kid you really want to keep your eyes on. And uh, hats off to you, Eddie, for uh, giving him Mozart's first name. That was a real classy touch. (laughs) Definitely. Wow. Well, I am excited to hear that. And I want to watch for when the concert comes here. And I wonder if it will come to five points. Wouldn't that be amazing? Because that's right around the corner from me. A lot of people are anticipating this. There are dates already booked. Mm, We'll have to look into that. Well, thank you. Holy mackerel. I will keep my eyes on that one. 
All right, it is time now for our next artist slash band. This time it's Wannis, and their song is Smokin'. Sorry, I couldn't help but do the Jim Carrey. Fuck, I, I, they probably hate me for that, but I couldn't help myself. I, how many of them got it? I, I, I think it's delightful. I, 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 I couldn't help it. I just had to. And I've never even seen the movie, but everybody knows that. Everybody yeah. knows. So- oh, that's actually, that is what, The Mask? Ooh, the Mask, yes. yeah. So they are from Atlanta, Georgia, the South, and they are industrial goth and rock. Hmm, David, my Southern goth. Come on, I mean, come on. Is there anything better? Wannis from Uranus. I mean, it's uh, (laughs) smoke. Smoking, they're from smoking with an apostrophe, you know, with an apostrophe that uh, lends it some real, I mean, some rock and roll excitement. That's you know, because I mean, you might recall that Boston had a song by that name, uh, smoking apostrophe, yeah. smoking in the boys' room, smoking. Yeah, I mean, it's not smoking it, in no, the boys' room. No, you don't. That's not smoking. what you do. <laughs> you don't. You don't. You don't smoking. go smoking in the boys' room. No, you, you smoking, go smoking, smoking in the boys' room. And this and Wannis is going to give a song called "Smoking." That's going to rock and goth, and I can't wait to hear it. I have no idea. You've heard it at least. I've once. heard it once, but you haven't. I'm dying to hear it. Shall we whoosh? Whoosh.
back that was Wanis with smoking wow i have a lot to say about this one uh i'm gonna go ahead and get started with the vocals are very stylized and i think they work for this song like if you know if you think about like rob zombie he's very stylized mm. if this guy this gentleman just sang it straight i don't think it would have worked i like that it was kind of like a little menacing and you know, I really dug little, it. Little mechanized sound yes. to it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Did you feel that too? Yeah. This reminded me of an act we play uh, in a couple of different ways. It reminded me of a little bit of Angel Machine. Uh-huh. Right? You know? And I really dug the, uh, well, the how it and went And David Patacone too a little bit. Yeah, David yes. Patacone. Yeah, the same same vein. I dug the one-sided dialogue. You have a little smoke, spoken word yes. thing. I love that With the stops and the starts. Right. And as a nice twist, you know, usually a song called Smokin' would say, like, hey, smoking is great. That does not appear to be the message here. No. Not at all. Uh-uh. So that's refreshing. And uh, I like how it's going along, and then it just cuts loose the anchor of all the heaviness, and then we just get it drifting a bit, you know. Mm-hmm. And we, it lightens up, no beat, and then bam, it comes back full strength. And, I mean, just as a kicker, not only is it not yay for smoking, hooray, <laughs> hooray, smoke, uh, they drop some scripture, just like Quentin Tarantino movies here. <laughs> drops right. a little, uh, couple lines from Romans 12, and that even makes it more like an Angel Machine, David Patacone. These guys <laughs> exactly. should all play together. Maybe they do. <laughs> but I was so, I was really, that was a very powerful song. Very Everything was uh, exactly in the proportion that it should have been. And it was just long enough, and like I said, the vocal treatment, uh, really, it really packs a punch. Great song. I absolutely agree. A couple of things that stood out to me is, like you were saying, that spoken word part, you know, it's something that Ascent does a lot. We have a lot of that stuff, and I feel like it really does add, number one, I think it adds a little mystery, because you can't always understand what the voice is saying, right? But in this case, it set it off right with a message. I thought that was a brilliant beginning to the song, and it had me interested. I also really like the 1980s effects, right? We really, I mean, they are 
absolutely perfect. You had a little bit of 80s kind of electronic sounds in there, a little 80s synth in there, and I thought it was fantastic. I also really, I mean, sweet synths throughout. I mean, just different breaks of the sweet synths, doing so many different things, and uh, really, really uh, adding to the song. And there was something that really surprised me is almost toward the end, it devolves completely, and and it just completely like everything kind of drops out. Fragments, kind of. Yeah, and it was like it was so disconcerting. And I felt a little anxious, and I wonder if that was the absolute intention. Because then it came back, and I was like, "Thank goodness," <laughs> you know. Because I, I was, it was disconcerting. But I think you, sometimes you do that to get a response. It was industrial, and then it was like the machine stopped running for a while right? and bogged down, and then boom, oh, we're back up and running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh, that was nice. That really, was really good nice. stuff. Well, you can find Wannis at. On Instagram, actually, they don't have a Facebook that I could find at W A N U S Music. Uh oh, you know what time it is. Yeah, well, it's a feature that has your name on it, but it's going to be interactive. We're both going to participate. In fact, that is, uh, by definition, how this feature works. Why don't you explain it to us as if they don't already know? Exactly. Well, here's the thing. This is Various Songbirds, and you know we do this, and we also do Hummingbirds every other week. One or the other comes up, and for this feature, we name lines from songs and try to stump each other in a head-to-head battle, And because it was so much fun, we're going to continue on with the lightning rounds where we only have 30 seconds after the person says the lines to come up with it. And if we don't, eh, then we are out. Yes, and since it's lines, uh, regular listeners will remember that that makes it much more challenging, (laughs) much more difficult, much more uh, angsty. And uh, my advice is if you uh, find wailing and weeping and gnashing of teeth distasteful, you'll want to avoid two things, (laughs) hell and this next feature. (laughs) So uh, let us proceed. And also the DMV, probably. And the DMV. Okay, so actually you are going first this time, and I am terrified. I am actually shaking a little bit, and uh, we'll see what happens. i got to say, when it comes to providing lines versus humming or la la melodies, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's harder to pick the cotton for the cotton balls, you know. Nevertheless, I did manage to come up with some softball cotton balls here that it's I think so you'll great. easily get. It's how often you talk about cotton balls and you really throw boulders at me. So I, it's very weird. Something happens to them in mm, flight. Mm. You know, they leave they leave as cotton balls and they no, just I, become. I disagree. I think they leave as rocks and they hit their target. Every time. I think they're petrified in midair. You know, <laughs> is what happens to them. Well, All right, well, well here's one. If you could hear it sung, you would know. But that's not how this works. No. All right. Mm. But I can see you, your brown skin shining in the sun. <laughs> you got your hair combed back and your sunglasses, sunglasses on, on, baby. baby. It's the Boys of Summer by Don Henley. Did I lie to yeah. you? <laughs> I'm telling you, there was a cotton ball if ever there was right. one, and you got Fine. it. Okay, now I can't promise the other ones are quite so easy. That was the cottoniest, oh, the okay. softest. So I get the cotton at the beginning, and then you just there's that. Whole, well, just like, to, to give you hope and a sense of accomplishment and everything. Ah, uh, see. Okay, folks, now let's, this is premeditated, fucking slaughter, public slaughter every time, premeditated. I just want you to hear it. He actually kind of admitted it just now. She doesn't even have to try to stump me, though. I'll tr- I'll stumble over Kiss and Blue Oyster Cult and anything, a blondie, which is, uh, you know. Which is always shocking. Yeah, which is always shocking. So well, what do you got for me this Let's time? Let's see about this one. So, I knew the gun was loaded, but I didn't think he'd kill. Everything exploded, and the blood began to spill. Uh-oh, uh-oh. I do know this. I know you do. Uh. You don't have much time. Shh. 
Uh-oh, uh-oh. Oh, this is terrible. Oh, this is terrible. Ooh, the clock's ticking. Ooh. Ooh. I know. Making that noise will help me remember. Yes. Uh, All right. Time's up. <sighs> Agony. I know I it. I knew the gun was loaded, but I didn't think he'd kill. It's the nature of the beast. It's the smuggler's blues. Smuggler's Yes. I can't believe you followed an eagle with I an know, eagle. That was crazy. I was like, "Oh, he's going to get that's this." That's what I was thinking. I was thinking it's an eagle. Which eagle it is. is it? Yep, you know, it was Glenn Fry. Yeah, you got to cut that part Fry. That where I sung that. I was not good, but yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I love that song actually. Yeah. I'm oh, yeah. I'm surprised yeah. you did not get that one. I really am. I thought that was a that was a softball, babe. It, it really should have been. I know that song all right. You sure? You sure all you right. Did. Okay. Well, I'll repay that with another softball. <laughs> we shall see. Cat's foot, iron claw, neurosurgeons scream for more at paranoia's poison door. <laughs> Look on your face. It's all in the delivery. Uh, <laughs> no idea. Cat's foot, iron claw, neurosurgeons scream for more at paranoia's poison door. Okay. Got nothing. It's a defeat. Okay, but I'll, if I sing it, that'll make it fun because then you'll know. All right, it's a defeat though. Cat's foot, iron claw. Neurosurgeons oh, scream shit. for more at paranoia's poison door. Twenty-first century schizoid man. Fuck, oh, that Immor- sucks. Immortal King Crimson. See, it can happen to anyone. <sighs> the Maria syndrome is back. You know, I can't say that I know all those lyrics, so that's also my bad. So shame on me. Double shame on me. All right, let's see if you know this one. You, I, if you don't, it's, this is you. Just I just have to let you know you're going to just public public shame. As soon as the Sharif was chauffeured out of there, the jet pilots turned to the cockpit radio blare. As soon as the Sharif was out of there, the jet pilots wailed. Rock the Casbah. <laughs> right. Rock the Casbah. <laughs> the Clash. There's Rock the no Casbah. Way you no got that. way Come I wouldn't on. have got that. You couldn't. I swear in the. Uh, in the 80s, you could not get near a bar without that song no. playing. I mean, it was impossible. And it's like the, the the song that you least expect to be a huge hit. Such weird lyrics, fucking huge hit. It, it was so, it's so musically adventurous. Oh, it's yeah. so out there. And uh, yeah, I mean, a very well-deserved hit from for The Clash, for I gotta sure. say. For uh, sure. Let me see what I got for you here. Boulders, um, boulders are coming. Boulders? boulders. No, I, I really don't think so. I didn't get the last one. Oh... <sighs> What's the matter with the crowd I'm seeing? Don't you know that you're they're out of touch? Should I try to be a straight-A student? What's the matter with the crowd I'm seeing? Don't they know that I'm out of touch? It's Billy Joel. Fuck. Keep going. You got time, I think. Still rock and roll, roll to me. me. Billy oh, Joel, still like rock and roll seconds. to me. Ooh. Yes. All right. Ooh, that's crazy. Nice. Winning streak. Clobbering spree, uh, I think we would call that. I don't that. think so. I don't know. We'll see. So here's one for you. Need to know that you will always be same old someone that I knew. Oh, what will it take till you believe in me the way that I believe in you? This is presciently bizarre, okay? <laughs> Another Billy Joel song? <laughs> You've got to be kidding I me, know. right? I was like, oh my God, I'm not even we kidding. We started off with Eagles. Different Eagles, different side of the album, the Eagles, and Billy Joel was number three. You've got to be joking me. No. What was the name of the song again? Uh, uh, Just the Way You Are, Billy yes, Joel. Yes, yeah, very yeah, good. All right. Well. Okay. Wow. I know. That's really, like, bizarrely we're, we're prescient. the same yes. wavelength. What's going on? I mean, on? of all the people. Besties. Yeah. 
Besties. I'm done. Eagles, do it. Billy Joel. Come on. All right. Well, let's see. I'm going to really dive you if your next one is this uh, act. Um, <laughs> I doubt it. Let me see. Um, just put me in a wheelchair. Get me to the show. Hurry, hurry, hurry before I go loco. I know she's getting it now. I want to be sedated. It's the Ramones. Ramones, I want to be sedated. Yeah, no, good. These are good ones here These tonight. Good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is how it's supposed to go. Not nice. the agony we usually get. <laughs> not the pure. Uh, do I have one more coming? Pain. I do. Yeah, one oh, more. One more. Okay. This one is not as easy. I mean, if you know it, which you do, I hope it will be easy. But <clears throat> why in the world would anybody put chains on me? I paid my dues to make it. Everybody wants me to be what they want me to be. I'm not happy when I try to fake it. No. Let me see. Uh, you know what? This one is actually quite easy. <laughs> yes. Commodores. Now, it would be yes. very tempting for a younger person to go, oh, Lionel Richie, easy. Not Lionel Richie, no, the, Commodores. the Commodores. With Lionel Richie, of easy course. Easy like yeah. Sunday morning. Oh, that, that sweet-ass guitar solo. Oh, that's a beautiful song. I want to be high. It's one of my so. favorites. If I'm, ever, if I'm super stressed out or having a bad one, really? I put that on, oh. I'm good. Beautiful. And I'm easy like Sunday morning. You got three out of four. And hard to believe that was covered by Faith No More. Didn't Faith No More cover that? I have no idea. Yeah, I believe they did. Mm. Of all the songs. Yep. Interesting. Yep. Very interesting. So um, three out of four. Three out of four. So did you kick my ass? You did. Uh, who got the three and who got the four? You got the three. Oh, that's right. You missed four. King Crimson. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So how many did I miss? I missed two. And I got them all? You got three out of four. Three out of four. Which one did I miss? You missed Glenn Fry. Oh, shit. That's right. Yes. The agony of Glenn Fry and you, the agony of King Crimson. So we're tied, babe. Oh, I thought there was another one I missed. No, you didn't. I did. No, you got Boys of Summer. Yes. I Want to Be Sedated. Yes. Still Rock and Roll to Me. Oh, okay, I did. You're right. Yeah. What's the matter with... The yeah, yeah. the only one you missed. Yeah, you got okay. them all. Okay, all right, so we're tied. We're oh, tied. Hey, that's, right. uh, that's a little bit more like that's it. That's a little more like it. The only thing that could make that any sweeter is if you were going to do a feature right now. Uh, Actually, we're going <laughs> to... We're going to... Whoa. Is it going to explode? Yeah, that's uh, that's my turkey. <laughs> I have <laughs> this alarm on. that goes off every day at <laughs> 1 o'clock, and I have no idea how to stop it. Yeah. <laughs> Turkey's done. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I'm actually not doing a feature, but we are going to listen to a song. Hmm. And, uh, That's let's, so like us. Yeah. It is, right? It's just like us. So this particular band is Molly Vamp with a song called Time to Change. They are from L.A. and they're rock and goth. Now, let me tell you about Molly Vamp. We played with them. They're friends of ours, and they, um, they're just so cool. Girl drummer, chick drummer. She's amazing. She's awesome. And a married couple plays in this band. And uh, the lead guy, he's very cool. Like, he will straight up wear, like, ruffles and, like, a uh, like a very cool, like, timeless coat. And very, like, vampire-esque. He's got, like, gorgeous hair. It used to be really long. He cut it. But it's badass. They're such nice people. Very talented. We're hoping to share a stage with them again soon. I have seen the name. I've seen it on posters and ads and things like that. And, I, and that's the image I get. That, yep. That suave uh, oh, yeah. vamp thing. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I'm looking forward to hearing this song. All right, well, let's whoosh away. Whoosh. Whoosh. 
Whoosh. All right. Molly Vamp with Time to Change. Well, I just want to tell you that Curesque guitar that's just through the whole thing, I can't even stand it. I just loved it. Yeah, the Curesque guitar, exactly. What's really amazing about it is it's playing this rock-solid supporting role. Yes. While immediately the song grabs me with that crazy... That crazy yes. beat, and the bass is really like the engine of the song. I mean, the, they established it, and just they they really let it play out. Oh, they do yeah. the whole it's the jelly thing, like Michael Jackson with uh, Billie Jean. I mean, they really, <laughs> you know, we're not going to rush it. We're going to get in there, and we're going to let this it, let you get hooked on this. It builds tension too. Builds I felt tension. really tense. I it was like, does. ooh, ooh. <laughs> and the like I said, the guitar is like supporting, and it really kind of reminds me of like Echo and the Bunnymen, which is a really good thing. Mm. It's definitely the most goth thing we've heard on the show tonight. For sure. But uh, that is what we're looking for, and that was a really good example right there. So yay, Molly Vamp. Yeah, I like it. It's like New Wave. It's like rock, and it's goth. I like that there's like a nod to New Wave. Um, Definitely there's a lot of tension building and release, which I like, where you're like, oh, good. Oh, good. (gasps) It's just really, really cool. And then I like the echoey vocal. Um, I really do like it. It's very kind of creepy, but then also kind of ethereal and like magical. You know, it's got all that. And this song, I'm not even kidding, could easily be dropped into any Brat Pack movie. Like any movie of that time. 16 Candles, The Breakfast Club. Can you not hear this on the soundtrack? I mean, come on. St. Elmo's Fire. Seriously, right? And so I was thinking that. I was like, God, this is a great tune. So this is, again, a friend of Ascent. We love Molly Vamp, and this is a great tune by them. And they are, not only are they, you know, uh, obviously something that you enjoy listening to, but they have just this visual appearance to this kind of, you know, obviously rock, goth, vampire thing, and coolest female drummer, nicest people you'll ever want to know. So if you're local to California, definitely look for Molly Vamp playing uh, somewhere near you all the time and hopefully Ascent will be sharing a stage with them again soon. You can find them on Facebook at Molly Vamp Official. Right on. So now Interview with a vampire with instruments. What more could you what more could you want? Seriously. Coolest hair, best clothes, whatever. Oh uh, what what's this red word mm. on this part of the me, uh, format? Let me, let me here. sound it out. Hang on. No. 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 Oh, no. It's saying no, I won't do it. No, no. you will. No, I think it's oh, saying no. now you will no. do it. Oh now. New, no, I will do it now. Now, yes. Yet another new feature. And have you noticed? I mean you've probably noticed how I always seem to get stuck with the new features. Did you well, say get stuck? Stuck. Um you blessed. Mean, yes, privileged. Blessed. Yeah, That's privileged. correct. Thank you. To deliver the new features, and this one is called J. We don't have to do a big explanation for what the bird is this time. This one is called J Dead. J Dead. For this feature, we discuss how the once or seemingly wholesome became a more provocative version of themselves. Do we miss the wholesome or do we revel in what they became? Mm. And you know, I gotta say, uh, I don't mean to go for the low hanging fruit here, but there's <laughs> there's so many. There's but. an artist that comes to mind so readily in this case, mm. but I'm gonna leave that one. I think for Christina. So, who was the jaded or perhaps not star that came to mind apart from the painfully obvious one? Ms. Taylor Swift herself. <laughs> 
who, uh, first of all, I want to convey my absolutely boundless in, uh, admiration for how she has handled her career. Same. I saw this documentary thing, and it was like, she's, she's running everything. She's amazing. She's a friggin' genius. Yeah. You know, and, but it's, she came around rather young. Uh, her debut album was written while she was in high school. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and it was a little different, a little simpler then. She was a good songwriter to start with, uh, always, but it was a lot of the basic teen stuff, like, He's the reason for the teardrops on my guitar. The only thing that keeps me wishing on a wishing star. Oy vey. Yeah, I mean, that's all Sorry. fine and well, but... Uh, and When you're prepubescent. Yeah. <laughs> and love story. Romeo, Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, right. I mean, That's the sweetest it. little song. You be the prince and I'll be the princess. It's a love story, baby. Just say yes. Oh, so cute, though. Come and on. she was actually regarded as a, quote, country, end quote, artist. She still is. Yeah. That's hard to believe. She's crossover. Crossover, yeah. Crossover into everything you can imagine. Uh, it's like saying crossover, country crossover into death metal. I mean, you know. Uh, <laughs> but her evolution from this country thing to pure pop and beyond was really welcome, I think, as well as an even harder edge in her lyrics, for sure. Uh, away from the conventional, you hurt me, you're mean, or I love you, you make me happy. To the sort of wry, worldly snark and badassery that can only come from age, wisdom, experience, and a hell of a lot of success in public scrutiny. Yeah, you for know? sure. The public <laughs> scrutiny part, you hear it. When your every move is dissected, you have to adopt an attitude. For sure. You know, and it can be a fun one, as in shake it off. Yep. I never miss a beat. I'm lightning on my feet, and that's what they don't see. And this delicious little get a life exhortation, still in fun. Uh, hey, hey, just think. While you've been getting down and out about the liars and the dirty, dirty cheats of the world, you could have been getting down to the sick beat. Because the haters, because <laughs> the player is going to play, play, play. The haters going to hate, 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 hate. That's right. Baby, I'm just going to shake, 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 shake it off. Come on. You know you want to so sing good. it. It's so damn good. Are you kidding me? Or Absolutely. she can be, or she could turn really ice cold, as in mean. Someday I'll be living in a big old city and all you're ever going to be is mean. Uh, and I can see you years from now in a bar talking over a football game with that same big loud opinion, but nobody's listening. And uh, washed up and ranting about the same old bitter things, drunk and grumbling about how I can't sing. I mean, this is really now she's got an edge here, serious well, edge. And let's let's just let's take a moment because I'm I'm consistent and I'm not hypocritical. She doesn't have the most melodic vocals. She doesn't. She's not like a singer singer. But what she does is kind of this like like sing rap thing which i really dig and it's very pop and i'd much prefer to hear taylor swift sing that than britney spears pretend to sing so and i like britney don't get me wrong but britney is what britney is yeah even if taylor were not writing her own songs right even if she were another britney you know here sing this you know yeah. uh i know there are people gonna howl and say britney writes songs well i mean i haven't really heard i mean any, you know i mean we're not saying she never does anything but i'm just saying but Taylor, as a singer songwriter way, she just, totally works by the way hashtag free britney let free her britney. the fuck out I, Come I, on. I was gonna say that before hashtag let free britney. her the fuck yeah. out of this i mean for, for you fuck's actually, sake you actually scooped me on the free britney i was I'm gonna so say the same sorry. thing hashtag free britney it's seriously. in my notes I'll say. oh my god seriously people <laughs> I just we just have to take a moment because by the time this, this is airs, not a joke, man. I am hoping yeah. that this fucking thing is dissolved because this poor girl and everybody knew it. This free Britney movement's been going on for years because everybody knew that she was, you know, being, you know, tortured and stuff like that, you know, made to work and all of that. And, you know, I'm just grateful she's still with us. She didn't hurt herself or something because that's just too much. And and fuck her dad and fuck all the people who did this to her. 
And I just am so glad when I heard her, I listened to her entire, the entire thing she said to the judge. It was amazing. And finally, she stood up for herself. Like, I was so proud of her. It was a terrifying moment Mm. standing up to all that. So free Britney, if she's not already free, I'm just, I'm telling you right now, you know, I'm not saying Britney's the best singer, but I love Britney's music and she deserves to have you know, ownership over her own life again. Well, I mean, it's just a question of right or wrong. I it's mean, wrong. The, the woman can take care of herself, for heaven's sakes. Thank you. And I mean, I'm and th- I'm not blinded by any fan loyalty. I, right. I like a couple of her songs a lot, a lot, a lot. For sure. Uh, to which I, for which I give her really no particular credit, but she doesn't. You know, she does okay with them. She does. But it's not a fan thing. It's just a question of right or wrong. I mean, right. it's, it's just she needs to be uh, kind of cut loose uh, from that. For sure. So Taylor would venture away from the me-to-me thing and more owning up. I own that I fucked up and I made a bad choice. For you know? sure. I knew you were trouble when you walked in, so shame on me now. That's right. That's really cool, I think. But fool me once, not fool again. Me once, She's right? not going to let it happen again. And spoofing her own reputation with exaggerated madness, as in the absolutely fantastic blank space. <laughs> Find out what you want. Be that girl for a month. Wait, the worst is yet to come. Screaming, prying, crying, perfect storms. I can make all the tables turn. Rose garden filled with thorns. Keep you second guessing like, oh my God, who is she? I get drunk on jealousy. It's a really kick-ass song. When she comes out and says, hey, I got a long list of ex-lovers. They'll tell you I'm insane. (laughs) But I've got a blank space, baby, and I'll write your name. That is just brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. Oh, so good. And uh, speaking of names, in the very edgy, look what you made me do. Oh, yes. I don't like your perfect crime, how you laugh when you lie. You said the gun was mine. Isn't cool, no. I don't like you. Mm. But I got smarter. I got harder in the nick of time. Honey, I rose up from the dead. I do it all the time. I've got a list of names, and yours is in red, underlined. I would give anything to write a lyric like that. That's fucking fantastic. You know what I really like about her? She she reminds me of, of Avril Lavigne years ago. When she first came out, there were like these honest lyrics that, like, you know teenagers going into like early adulthood and then really coming into their own you know you get to hear the angst of the teenager you get to hear the fuck you right to all the people that bullied them or mean to them or shitty to them and then you get to hear the oh okay now i'm older and now i'm wiser it's just really cool to see that evolution and as sweet as taylor used to be i like that she's getting edgier and she's saying straight up there's no we're not mincing words she's just saying i don't like you you're mean. I'll write your name. I'm going to shake this shit off. Believe what you want. It's just so refreshing. And she could be downright threatening and, and scare. I mean, to have this skinny little blonde woman be so so frightening and so menacing and when she wants to be. She's yes. got this, I love that little dark side. She's like, you don't want to let this don't out. Don't mess you know? with me. What do I always say? But this, beware. This reminds me of her like... I'm very, very sweet, but don't fuck with me. Yeah, yeah. That's what I think. She's like, look, I'm super sweet, but don't fuck with me. And the stardom thing. She has songs about being a big star. Yeah. Throwing big parties, jumping into the pool from the balcony, swimming in a champagne sea. Uh, There are no rules when you show up here. Uh, Feeling so Gatsby for that whole year. She's just, she's (laughs) wild and lives like a rock star. She eviscerates treacherous associates with scalpel sharp disses. Seriously. She says shit and fuck. I mean... Come on. You know, she might not have gone the hypersexual image route. Which I appreciate. Which, I don't uh, think it's necessary. Exactly. I mean, yes, the famous naval thing. She once said, no, you're never going to see it, never going to see it. Okay, eventually it came out. But she still, she hasn't gone that way. She is, this is not. She's no Cardi B. Yeah, she's no Cardi B. <laughs> she hasn't gone that route. But nevertheless, this is not the fresh-faced high school girl everybody knew in 2006. Nope. Opening for country acts like Brad Paisley. This That's is, right. She's a. 
a musically diverse and unpredictable, very self-aware and very talented icon, and I think that handle is beyond dispute since her Reputation Stadium tour, and I just found this out, wait for it, the highest grossing North American tour of all time. Oh, yeah. Not hers, anyone's. Anyone's, I that's mean, right. She was on stage a few years back with the Rolling Stones. She actually outgrossed the Rolling Stones. I have no doubt. And I agree with one commentator who said, you know, if it weren't for the hordes of screaming tweenage girls in the audience, that really does kind of skew one's perspective. We wouldn't be talking about, are these good songs or not? We'd be acknowledging that her songs are great. You know? That's right. These these girls that are screaming there, I grew up with her. Yeah. You know, yeah. And they said, yes, and you're talking to me. You're talking about me. This is my experience. This is my life. Hell yeah. There was a bunch of goofy screaming for the Beatles, too. And we're still you. listening to them 50 years later, That's 60 right. years later. That's right. So, you know, and I'm sure that I'm missing a hell of a lot by not simply checking out her entire oeuvre on Spotify. Well, one other thing that I have to say about her is there is just... No disputing how absolutely stunningly beautiful she is, but she ha- she does not seem aware or or to care that she is this just absolute gorgeous specimen. She just is like, look, I'm just like you. We're all in this together. You know what? I'm, we're doing this thing. But she is strikingly beautiful, and she's also a hell of an actress. You know, I have not seen her in anything. I, I have. know she I have, really. Wow, yeah. I got to get out She's more. I'm missing all these uh, these performances here. Courtney yeah. Love and uh, she throws herself Taylor. into it. Very cool, but very very good for our first jaded. Brilliantly played. Thank you very much. Well, shit, I have to follow that up by announcing our next act, which isn't anything to. Uh, be unkind about though they are unkindness of ravens the song is called kiss of death and they are from ireland they're dark wave gothic tinged and doom so let's go ahead and whoosh out of here and we'll come back having listened to kiss of death
All right. Well, that was Kiss of Death by Unkindness of Ravens. I have crazy amounts of notes on this one. Wow. And it was an instrumental, right? So I bet you didn't expect that. I didn't even warn you. So I just, I have to just say, I mean, it was ominous. The piano is just haunting. It was just killing me. This is like, (laughs) I can see this you know, as an elaborate stage production, like I just see it like, you know, like I'm, they're they're having a whole concert and you just see all this spectacular imagery and you can feel the bass. It just, you know, you can feel it. It felt like an experience. I just I don't know. What were you thinking? Well, I was. it's funny because they use the word ominous, too. So I'm mm. going to have to switch from that now. <laughs> but the whole thing, I was not expecting it to be an instrumental. No, right. The whole thing had this real overture quality to it. And, you know, ominous, uh, foreboding interlude there after the initial, uh, you know, Rob. But it was all so theatrical. It was like something that the Phantom of the Opera would have written if things hadn't gone south for him so quickly. <laughs> uh, it was kind of like a collaboration between Black Sabbath and Andrew Lloyd Webber. Mm. You know, with a little bit of a Pink Floyd wrap-up at the end. It was uh, really striking. Uh, so, uh, I mean, it was engrossing. I mean, you could see the curtains almost aside uh, beside you yeah. and uh, looking at the the dark stage and heaven only knows what's going on there but it's uh, spooky uh very powerful stuff i loved it i really like i it. haven't personally had any kind of uh, bad experience with ravens as they have mm. but um you know unkindness Apparently there's an unkindness oh, there's an unkindness uh, I, I made perhaps to each other i've never Maybe. had that i mean if they're unkind to you you're kind of screwed you know uh, it's pretty bad some, to peck your some, eyes hitchcock, out. some hitchcock shit yeah but uh, I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, I really liked the the keys that were playing the really high pitch horror sound. It was just like unnerving. And there's a prog musicality to it that I really liked. And uh, really, a soundtrack to me to be murdered by, right? I mean, like, I just felt like bad shit was about to happen to me. And... Uh, the other thing is I really liked what I am calling like the death rattle at the end. There was, you know, it was it was it came to an end, but there was just a little bit at the end. And then you went, oh, it's finally dead. <laughs> so I do feel like it's like a soundtrack to murder by. And I just loved it. I was I was over the moon when I heard this and thought, please, please let us play this. And they did. Very good stuff from Ireland. You can find them on Facebook at Unkindness of Ravens Band. Maybe the Ravens got an attitude over there in Tipperary. <laughs> Who knows? But uh, I believe they do. I believe that's that's probably. I mean, it's it's a regional thing. It's nothing it we can relate be. to. We wouldn't understand. No, of course not. All right, and well, it looks like a feature, but it's not my feature. It is not. It is. I will do it better than Emu. So it's a question, right? For this feature, we discuss covers of songs that either rival or are better than the original. And we discuss them to determine whether we agree or disagree. And this time, oh yeah, I dared do it. That's right. I pulled out The Beatles, Gotta Get You Into My Life, covered by Earth, Wind, and Fire. So, I know how you feel about The Beatles. Mm -hmm. And I know that no one can do it better. But, let's talk about this. This is considered one of the best, by many, uh, covers they say it might even, honestly, they say it actually bests the original. So let's talk about whether or not we believe that. So Got to Get You Into My Life, a great song, mm. great vocals, really, really love it. One of my favorites probably by the Beatles. So when I listened to the Earth, Wind & Fire version, which I had not heard until mm. this feature. Wow. 
And I was certainly surprised. It took me by surprise. I didn't know what they would do with it. I was shocked to see that. And uh, I have some thoughts, but uh, tell us a little bit about what your initial thoughts were when you saw this. Well, um, of course, both of us love Earth, Wind, and Fire. Mm-hmm. And uh, didn't know, now, because you're such a young thing and tender, you hadn't heard this before. No. But this was used in the motion picture, the most regrettable motion picture, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, <laughs> uh, along with a lot of other... I mean, this is the one with Peter Frampton and the Bee Gees and Aerosmith. <laughs> no. And it's, it was pretty pretty horrendous. Pretty, My sister was an crazy. extra on this film. Oh, she, oh yeah, she? she was yeah, she's hanging out with the with the Bee Gees. I mean, pictures of her with the Bee Gees and Frampton and she knew all these guys. Uh, I think that may be where she got to be friends with George C. Scott, too. I don't know. Oh, but my. it was, uh, even though he wasn't in the picture, that he would never be in a picture like that. It no. was so ridiculous. <laughs> but great music in it, gotta say. And this is one hell of a version. And it does, it just infuses so much soul into what was a straight, this is classic McCartney. This mm-hmm. is pure, unadulterated pop brilliance. Mm-hmm. And they, inf- they they put so much soul all over it. They retain enough of the melody but it's it's so infectious and so wonderful, and it isn't that the Beatles can't be bested. I think uh, David Bowie probably did with Across the Universe, and this is pretty damn close too. It's it's an apples and oranges, but man, sometimes I'm going to take the orange on this one. That would be them, but uh, it's a brilliant version. What do you think? Well, you know, I am usually the one who's like, oh, this cover was great. It's the best one. I loved this cover. It was very different. Uh, so I did Earth, Wind, and Fire Beatles. Earth, Wind, and Fire Beatles, right? I wanted to give them a couple times around because, you know, you have that first response yeah. that is sometimes... sometimes I've had decades to think of it, you right? know. <laughs> I have not. So I thought, well, I better do a couple of rounds because what that first response is not always one to be trusted. Mm. So I went around again and I loved it. The horns, I mean, obviously staying very true to the Beatles because they have the horns in there. But just the way that they attack the song Earth, Wind, and Fire... The way they introduced the song, and then I also watched them perform it. So I watched a performance of them doing it live. And just the soul is, like you said, it's just like nothing else. But when I put these side to side, I do prefer the Beatles version. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just, it's it's rock. I like the little rockiness about it. I like the vocals in it. That guitar break is sweet. Come yeah. on. Yeah. I mean, and the horns in it, all of it is just good. The harmonies, I like it all. Now, there is nothing wrong with the Earth, Wind, and Fire version. No. And I will say it's very like a... If I heard the Earth, Wind, and Fire version first, I probably would like it better. But uh, I really just love this one by the Beatles. And you just... You, you can't mess with it. It's just... It's so good. But God, that version just really got me. And I think I will be listening to it quite a few times now that I know it's there. There are some interesting... I mean, it's... The record is entirely different from the movie. There are some interesting... That's when we, we get to hear Aerosmith do uh, come together. Yes. And uh, there are some cheese fests on there, but... Uh, <laughs> of course. I mean, you don't really need to see hear George Burns singing, being for the benefit of Mr. Kite. I don't. Uh, honestly, Mm-mm. you don't. I'm good. But uh, it... Uh, that stunning version by them. But yeah, of course, I would pick the Beatles first. It's That's the way it was meant to be, but they did something with it I wouldn't have thought possible. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I thought, I'm not sure about this. I went into it very trepidatious and came out very surprised. So Trepidatious? Who says this? See, now I get to say it. <laughs> Actually, I love that word. I use that Such word a great time. word. So, I'll do it better than Emu? Not this time, but very close, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Very valiant effort. Good on you, mates. 
Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? It's time for our last featured artist. Right. Wow. Okay, so this is going very well, I'll say. Going through a lot of pencil lead here tonight. <laughs> so, this band is Carnival Leave, and the song is Wolf Dreams. They are from Minsk, and they are alternative gothic rock. And I will tell you... I'm very excited to uh, let you listen to this one. Remember, I listen to all of these ones because I listen to our submissions and or go out and seek new bands every couple of weeks just because I like to see what's new out there. But and she assures us she's not premeditating any fancy schmancy sounding nope. notes. Nope, not this at is all. This is just as raw as I'm like flying by the seat of my pants writing stuff down. Okay. That's correct. Ask him. I'm sitting here yep. writing feverishly. In fact, I will show him my mental patient notes. On the songs. Oh, my goodness. That's a lot. Do you see that? Uh -huh. So I'm not lying. There was nothing premeditated. Is that like Sanskrit or something? Or? <laughs> it is my own language. Yeah. I, I don't want you to be able to read it. Yeah. It's kind of like my way of hiding my paper from you. Yeah. All right. Well, let's take a leave and go listen to Carnival Leave.
All right. That was Carnival Leave with Wolf Dreams. Well, I certainly have a lot to say about this song. Um, I will say that introduction is Mm. perfect with the vocals over it. It was sparse. I really love her voice. I thought it was really pretty. It's also very like symphonic metal. There's prog nods in it. It's it's dark, but you get the musicianship is certainly on point. It's catchy, yet it's hard and unexpected. So I dug that. I mean, I have more to say, but what say you? Well, yeah, you mentioned how it opened and everything, and that really impressed me. The that trebly bass, which is being played in such a way that it sounds like echoes, sounds like ripples going across. Bum bum bum. It's just brilliant. Oh, and that. Fantastic uh, female vocal, as you said. Very chilling, a real plaintive melody. Nice melody. And then comes this thing that sounds like a cross between an electric guitar and an industrial press. And it's so heavy. And the song just bowls you over for almost the remainder of it with with some very well-spaced stops and breaks. uh, Like a metallic juggernaut. And it was very just a powerful song. And um, begun to perfection, I think, uh, leading off like they did was a good move and uh, it, was be- it was brilliant i love yeah i love that she didn't over sing she just sang the song she has a pretty voice but not too pretty it still has an edgy like harder edge to it which i like oh uh, yeah i think it works with the music i don't want it to be too pretty um you know but i like that she's singing <laughs> i appreciate that very much and i really did like that we started off with the bass and it invited us in and then it showed us out at the end. It showed us the door. I really liked this one. I was really pleased to have happened upon it. I think it has kind of all the things that I like, at least in in uh, an alternative kind of goth rock song, um, even having a little bit more where it had prog and it had a little symphonic rock and it had a little bit of everything in it. So I was definitely excited about this. The musicianship is really good, and I am going to certainly seek out more by Carnival Leave. Nice. Now, surely you're not telling me it's time for a feature, a recurring feature. I'm not telling you anything. You don't have to tell me. That's what the format is for. Ah. Everyone knows this one as history strikes back. For this feature, we travel back in time to a particular year to review bands, music, charts, and pop culture for a randomly selected year from 1950 to 2021. 2021? Who the hell came up with that? <laughs> okay. We'll have to talk about that one. I, I was doing an earlier cutoff, but I suppose, uh, yes, we could end up talking about uh, Kid Cootie or Post Malone. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, and uh, now we've covered a number of years, and they are kind of finite. And I was in a place that had no signal, and I had been waiting for a certain year to pop up, and since I didn't have signal to operate the um, uh, random number generator, the official random number generator, I thought, okay, I'm just going to help it along and jump in on the missing year, 1969, uh, which was we've been waiting for, because we have to get to it eventually, and it was a very momentous year. So, uh, in the overall world scene... And I remember this because I was eight. So I actually have first-hand recollections of this year. Richard Nixon was sworn in as president. That's how long ago it was. The draft was implemented. What the hell? Rolling Stone guitarist Brian Jones died, and Mick Taylor joins the band, uh, ushering in to my way of thinking, the golden era of the band. Uh, Elvis recorded some comeback albums. He had been off the charts for seven years, and they yielded the hits Suspicious Minds in the Ghetto and Kentucky Rain. 
Beatles gave their last public performance uh, on the rooftop, which became the film Let It Be. And they also took the iconic Abbey Road photo, and uh, which was released, the album was released to mixed reviews. I mean, seriously, mixed reviews for Abbey Road? What in the hell were they looking for? And a tragedy that unfortunately bears mentioning, historic occurrence, the Tate-LaBianca murders perpetrated by the uh, Manson family, and that happened in 1969. Mm. And the Woodstock Festival, the and a bunch of dirty, stinking hippies got to see performances by Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, The Who, Sly and the Family Stone, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young, the band Jefferson Airplane, Santana, etc., uh, get this, and for something completely different, Monty Python's Flying Circus mm-hmm. premiered on television. That was that, a good year. That changed everything, you know. And uh, most importantly, uh, both Arthur Treacher's Fish and Chips and Long John Silver's opened for the first time. Yeah. And uh, I actually have down here uh, the opening of two seafood restaurants and damn near forgot to mention the moon landing. Yeah, that happened too. Oh, oh. <laughs> I mean, fish and chips, the moon. I mean, throw the moon in there. I mean, we've been to the moon already, but you can go out and get, and you're not going to the moon, but you can go out and get fish and chips right now. Perfect. So that, that's kind of makes it a little more relevant. Oh, and Scooby-Doo premieres. Scooby-Doo. ruh ro who uh, went on uh, in 2015, I believe it was, to do uh, a, a animated special with Kiss. Yes, the Kiss tie-in for real. Mm. Uh, and it's one you got to see. In the uh, movies. I'm going to just take your word for it. <laughs> Honest. It's awesome. I'm good. Uh, movies. Uh, <laughs> and I remember, and growing up in a, as a theater brat, I guess that's a thing, uh, with my mom running movie theaters, I saw all these things. Uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, The Love Bug. Now, we just saw an old Volkswagen Beetle tonight, and both of us, like a couple of dorks, are like, Herbie! You know? Yeah. But this Very was, similar. This was the year. <laughs> yeah. Mid- uh, and uh, get this, an, an X-rated film actually won Best Picture. Excuse me? Yes, Midnight Cowboy. Oh, my. Dustin Hoffman, John Voight. Everybody's talking at me. Classic. Not that I've ever seen it, but I mean, Haven't it's a great song. It. Haven't seen it, no. Uh, the most uh, coherent and rational and easy-to-understand film of all time, Easy Rider. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no decoder ring needed. I'm, and I can't tell you how many times I watched Hello, Dolly. I mean, come on. Classic. Uh, paint your wagon. Uh, now this is how you do a musical. A music. One of my favorite musicals of all time. You cast as stars Lee Marvin and Clint Eastwood. Now that's how you do a musical. <laughs> but it's a great picture. True Grit. John Wayne won his Oscar. Cactus Flower. Goldie Hawn won her Oscar, mm-hmm. or at least one of them anyway. Uh, on television, General Hospital. That hasn't changed. Nope, still on television. Get Smart, The Flying Nun. Come on oh, now. Oh, Sally Field. Sally Field. She was so adorable. Green Acres. Rowan and Martin's laughing. Da-da-da-da. Oh, sorry. I couldn't help No, you. that was, uh, yes, yeah, the chores. The stores. Lawrence Welk, The Beverly Hillbillies. About <laughs> a man named Jared. Carol Burnett's show, Mission Impossible. Dun, 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 dun. We're doing the strike. I know. What's going on? I Dream of Jeannie. Oh, come on. That's television. (laughs) This was the golden age right here. Adam 12 and, of course, American Bandstand. We're going hopping. We're going hopping hopping today. Things are popping. That's the Barry Manilow version, right? Because they didn't have lyrics before that, or did it? Uh, Mr. Dick Clark. Hmm. Yes, I know. Isn't that sad? I miss Dick. Music. Now you want to talk about really bad. <laughs> <laughs> How long has it been? <laughs> a really, really long dick. time. It's been a really long time since uh, there was no dick. Since you know? there was no dick. No dick. Yeah, there's been no dick for a while. Talk about debuts. We've got them this year. The Jackson Five. Oh my gosh. Uh, at, the record was actually called Diana Ross Presents the Jackson Five. If you please. I'm just saying. Well, if she does, then they gives them credence. Hell yeah. 
Janis Joplin's first solo album after leaving Big Brother and the Holden Company. Also, acts that we associate with the 70s actually started in 1969, several of them. Now, you young things and tender might think of the 70s as like the Civil War. Like, nobody left from that period is still alive, you know. But actually, a number of these acts are still alive and performing. Uh, Led Zeppelin released their first and second albums in 1969. Alice Cooper, uh, the band, released the first of two psychedelic experimental albums nobody liked before Bob Ezrin came along and uh, straightened <laughs> them out. And Alice's Detroit buddies, the Stooges, MC5, mm. that year, Mopped the Hoople. Oh, wow. Allman Brothers Band, all the same year. Wow. And uh, psychedelic and experimental music gave way to deliberately high-minded art music that we now call progressive rock. Oh and we got debuts from the uh, the highfalutin likes of Yes. Oh, my goodness. And Genesis <gasps> and King Crimson. Oh, my God. That's a banner fucking year, right? I tell you. A little more down to earth. We had Joe Cocker, Rod Stewart, James Gang, mm. Chicago. Mm. Grand Funk Railroad, who, like Led Zeppelin, released two albums that year. Damn. Uh, Leslie West. What's it? Overachievers. I'm telling you, these guys. Leslie West, uh, who put out an album called Mountain before actually starting a band called Mountain. Uh, Lost him not too long ago. uh, Yes, we did. Very Very tell My first guitar hero. Santana and Elton John also premiered in 1969, who are very much with us still. All right, and the songs. What about the hit songs? Uh-oh. Let's see how much... Uh-oh, the egg. <clears throat> the egg. Let's see how much you know, Sugar. In All fact, right. that's a bit of a hint if you know this hit oh. by the Archies. Honey, sugar, sugar, Come on, you know you love Come that on, song. I do. You gotta. Sly and the Family Stone was a real big thing with us back then. You know everyday people? And everyday people. Yeah, yeah. I love that song. Awesome, awesome. How about Tommy James and the Shondells? Crimson and Clover. Weird how those led. That was also covered by Joan Jett, along with Everyday People. That's a good song. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. All right, oh, Young Bloods. Come on, people now. Smile on your brother, everybody get together. Try and love one another right now. Well played, well, Missy. Well, hey, mic drop. All right, Elvis Presley, Suspicious Minds. Caught in a trap. I can't walk out. Because I love you too much, baby. Awesome, awesome. Love. Neil Diamond, you know the one. Sweet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't let me start yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. All right, Neil Diamond, Sweet Caroline. Sweet Caroline. Good times never seem so good. So good. So good. Oh, that sorry, song that's the callback. So good. Yes. The co- there's a callback there? Oh, yeah. In karaoke, In there's karaoke. a callback. And also, if you go to the ballpark, oh, apparently. Man. Come on, you gotta know Stevie. My Sheree Something, something that I adore. All right. Now, if I say the zombies, people say, oh, the zombies, who's that? It's the time of the season for loving. <laughs> What's your name? What's Isn't your name? Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Is he rich like me? Isn't that an American graffiti? Um, 
No, American no, it's it's too late for American Damn. Graffiti. Yeah. No, I was it's like, I it's know, probably in a movie. It yeah. must be. Time I of the love season. That Pla- song. Oh yeah. Whenever that comes on, I'm down. A karaoke classic by the doors. I'm gonna love you till the heavens stop the rain. I'm gonna love you till the stars fall from the sky. For you and karaoke classic of all time. And uh, oh, one last one, I think, from Spiral Staircase. Again, you go, who, what, what? But. I love you more today than yesterday. I don't know any more than that. Oh, no? But not as much as tomorrow. I knew you knew. I didn't know it. I knew it. Anyway, I mean, there were songs. So much encouragement. Thank you so much. You are welcome. Look at that encouragement. So many songs. I mean, we're talking the Stone Age here. We're talking 52 years ago. 52 years ago. Damn. And, uh, uh uh-oh. Uh-oh. No one will never forget the, well, there's many, many versions of it, but Marvin Gaye. I heard it through the grapevine. Not much longer would you be mine. Classic, classic. Well, it was just... Honey, honey, yeah. What the words are, but they're really cool, baby. I love it, love it, love it. And so much more, but time fails us to explore the wonders of the music of 1969, but... History shrags back. It was quite a time to be around. Some some heavy stuff going on and everything. But when you're eight years old, it really doesn't affect you that much. Really so I was having care. a pretty good time. Yeah, I was having a... Oh, no, I wasn't around yet. Yeah, you weren't having Never a time. Yeah. I wasn't having any time. Well, all right. History shrags. Oh, it's uh, everyone's favorite feature. Well, next to various and hummingbirds, of course. The new theme. This is not based on any empirical evidence. Of course not. No, of course not. Yeah, it's empirical. All right. So the new theme is another free bird, only because we want to be fair to uh, all the genres that we can. And this time it's Americana. This is a hybrid of folk, country, blues, rhythm, bluegrass, Appalachian, rock and roll, and of course, gospel. Some great examples, in my humble opinion, are Johnny Cash, John Mellencamp, Casey Musgraves, Tom Waits, Joan Baez, Bob Dylan, Brittany Howard, Lucinda Williams, the Lumineers, Mumford and Sons, and of course, many, many more. So send us your Americana. Do it now. Don't delay. Even if you don't make Americana music, please pass it on to somebody who does. We want to hear what you have to offer. And both of us actually really like Americana. Oh, absolutely. Yes, we do. And I remember last time we had some Americana from like Europe, which was pretty funny. Yes, <laughs> I dig it. Hey, if you can make the Americana sound, we don't care where you're from. Yeah. I don't care where you're yeah. from. Absolutely. Uh-oh. I am now... I, I just realized that I am my own segue to Parting is Such Sweet Sorrow. Ouch, ouch. I know. That's, that's, oh, I, that was a mistake. Yeah. That was a mistake. So parting, as I said, is such sweet sorrow that I shall say goodnight till it be morrow next week, as we mentioned. So ask not what your birds can do for you, but what you can do for your birds. For hell yes or hell no, tell us what you think of earth, wind, and fire. We've definitely outed ourselves on this one. We did. Yeah, Yeah. we absolutely did. But that doesn't matter. Like you care. Yeah, exactly. You're still going to tell us what you think. It doesn't affect your votes. That's correct. We want to know what you think. Your opinions, are are they matter? We care. We want to know. And uh, if you agree, disagree, that's great. Let's do it. So, David is going to tell you what else you can do for your birds. David? I am? 
supposed to play along, dude. Oh. Well, the other thing that you can do is to tune in to the next What the Flock Radio's Birds of a Feather. Next offering is a new episode of Winging It. And remember, your boys are coming at you every week. Subscribe to our feed at Boaf on Air. That's B-O-A-F on Air dot podbean dot com. And enable notifications so you never miss a show or subscribe and listen on your favorite platform, which may, up to and including, and but including but not limited to, sorry, I'm forgetting which teacher term up to, to use. Up including love? Yeah, including mm-hmm. but not limited to, because who knows how many there are out there, Apple Podcasts, sure. Spotify, uh, Audible on Amazon, uh, Deezer, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and coming having come to the end of the road, to the end of the line, to the... End of the trail, as it were. That only leaves for you to say. Let's get the flock out of here. This has been Birds of a Feather on What the Flock Radio.